A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, B, why are you staring at that book and clapping while you read? Hey, Elliot, I'm reading the plays by one of our famous figures today, William Shakespeare, and clapping out the beats of the rhythm in iambic pentameter. Which is the style that he and most playwrights and poets of his day wrote in. Yeah, but now that you're here, would you mind taking over? Uh, sure. Okay, now keep that beat. I'm going to use it to play a song just like our other famous figure, jazz legend Louis Armstrong. A two and a twelve and a... Hey, why'd you stop clapping? I was just getting started. I was calling that one King Lear after one of Shakespeare's most famous plays. Well, B, it definitely sounded like a tragedy to me. Oh, come on. I just need a little more practice. Now hit me with that measure for measure and put a little English on it. Oh, boy. Eric, please play the theme song. Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on. Get some energy and buckle up your brain. Because it's time to play. It's the Who Was Podcast. Because it's time to play the Who Was Podcast. Who was? Live from Thailand, or so-called SoCal, Los Angeles, welcome to Who Was, the history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory. I'm B, your announcer for whom all gifts are to be or not to be. And here's your host, the man who always carries a skull with him just in case, it's Elliot Kalen. Thank you, B, and big twist, it's my skull. Ooh. Welcome, everyone, to the Who Was podcast. This show is like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and pizza rolls that we actually let cool first before we eat them. Mmm, these are good, and so is the roof of my mouth. Great work, B. Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes, prizes, prizes. Today we're talking about two people who love playdates, Louis Armstrong and William Shakespeare. But before we learn about them, let's learn about our contestants. 
Okay, first up, we've got Gia. Gia, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Gia. I'm a level eight TNT gymnast turning into a nine this summer. TNT gymnast, trampoline and tumbling. How many levels are there in, in TNT gymnastics? Um, so once you get to the 10, you go to elite and then, sorry, it's junior elite, then elite. And that's basically it. Wow, so oh, how wow. long have you been tumbling and trampolining? Uh, six years. Wow. I have one more question for you, Gia. Which do you prefer, the trampolining or the tumbling? Uh, tumbling, because that's my main event. I mean, that sounds really cool. I mean, I tumble a lot. I fall down quite a bit because my balance is not so good. Do you think I should get into gymnastics? Oh, stumble. You know what? I've been yeah. stumbling yet. Yeah, that that's like jazz tumbling is stumbling. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's the flips that you don't do. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's very impressive, Gia. That's fantastic. And our other contestant for today is Hazel. Hazel, could you please introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Hazel. I use they them pronouns. I'm currently second for public forum debate. Yeah, tell us more about this debate. I'm I'm curious about it. You usually get a resolution each year. And for the resolution, last year was do the benefits of space travel outweigh the harms. And I was on the negative side, which means I got to talk about environment and pollution, and I got to say how space travel was bad. And me and my partner, we went to a state competition, and now we're second in state. Gosh, well, congratulations. I love that second place. It means that you're hungry for the first place, right? You've got yeah. that, that competition, that fire in you. And similar uh, to what I was saying to Gia, I wonder if I should take debate, because we have a lot of debates around my house, but it's more <laughs> like, it's more like we're having spaghetti for dinner, and my kids go, no, we're not. In my family, it's like, we should have tacos. We should have tacos. Like, we debate over, like, the exact... We're on the same page, but still want to fight about it. Oh, that's the best kind of debate where everybody agrees. Yeah, everyone agrees, but no one wants to stop. Yeah. Exactly. And it's also the best kind of debate because you get tacos at the end, so... Yeah. Yeah. So everybody wins. Top debates all end in tacos. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. We are very excited to have you on the show. And also thank you to Eric, our musician, for providing our Meet the Contestants music and all the music you'll hear today. So that's Who Is... Now let's find out who was Louis Armstrong with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Louis Armstrong was born in 1901 and died in 1971. Louis started playing the cornet, a brass instrument similar to a trumpet, when he was seven. Louis became one of the most famous and influential voices in jazz. Speaking of voices, Louis was also known for his distinctive gravelly voice. Four fast facts. Those facts were crazy interesting. You said it, B. Louis Armstrong lived a very interesting life. Now, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I'm happy to let you folks continue. Louis Armstrong! A shout out to the Who Was app for helping you get here today. Who was that? You want to reach someone in the past? All you need is the Who Was app. Who Was app? I came here out of a curiosity. I was just wondering if either of you find contestants play an instrument or know anyone who does. That's a great question. Uh, how about it, Gia? Do you have time to play an instrument when you're not tumbling or trampolining? Uh, yes, I play the viola. Oh. Wow. That's great. And Hazel, what about you? Do you play any instruments? I also play viola, and I also play piano to start viola. So today, I'm going to ignore the piano. I'm saying it's viola versus viola. We've got a real viola-off. V-V-V. It's Mm -hmm. it's WWV, World War Viola, today on the Who Was Podcast. Very exciting and very cool. Okay, Louie, you came all this way 
I would hate for you to just leave after asking one question. Would you like to host our first game? It's called True or False. True or False? Is it true or is it false? Is it false or is it true? Is it true that it was false? Or is it false that it was true? True. True or False. In this game, Louis will ask our contestants a question, and they will let us know if it is true or false. False. It's right there in the title. It's our first game of the game, so each question is worth one point. First question goes to Gia. Ready when you are, Louis. When I was a little boy, the other kids called me Dipper because I was a huge Gravity Falls fan. False. That's right, it's false. They didn't have Gravity Falls back then. Back when Louis was a kid, drinking water was kept in buckets. A ladle called a dipper was used to pour water into a cup, but all the kids liked to drink straight from the dipper, the same way my sons only want to drink right out of the faucet. And Louis, he could drink an entire mouthful in one gulp, so the kids called him Dipper. Now, as a grown-up, he was known by the nickname Satchmo. Uh, Mr. Armstrong, why did they call you Satchmo? That's a good question. Uh, That was short for Satchel Mouth. People just couldn't stop talking about my mouth. Well, it is a great mouth. Okay, the next question goes to Hazel. When I first started playing music professionally, I played clubs at night and slept all day, like some kind of jazz Dracula. I think it's half true, half false, because I remember in the book it said that you only slept for a few hours before going back to work. Yep, we'll take it. We were going to say false, but you provided exactly the reason why. Louis' early music career started out in nightclubs called Honky Tonks. Honky Tonks paid musicians very low wages, so Louis had to have a day job. He'd play long into the night, sleep for a couple hours, and then go back to work. Sounds more like a jazz Batman to me. Okay, the next question goes to you, Gia. I didn't learn to read music until after I was already a professional musician. True. That's right, it's true. Louis didn't learn to read music until he was 19 years old, already a professional. He was playing on a steamboat called the Dixie Bell. This steamer took long trips down the Mississippi River, so he used the spare time to learn to read music. Up until then, his natural talent let him learn songs and tunes just by hearing them. Okay, Hazel, here comes the final question of the round. While recording a song of mine called Heebie Jeebies, I dropped the sheet music, and without the music, I just started singing silly nonsense like scuba da ba ba be doo da ba bamboo. <laughs> true. That's right, it's true. Back then, musicians had to record a song all the way right through in one take, so if you made a mistake, you couldn't stop. Lewis's scatting was essentially a mistake, but people liked the sound. In fact, some musicians say he invented scat singing. Okay, Elliot, I don't know about invented. Now made better. I'm here to talk to you about your car insurance. Bye. You know, you can bungle and say with Gaito. <laughs> the best scatting always involves car insurance, and Louis Armstrong taught us that. True, 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 or false. Great job, both of you, G and Hazel. A round of applause to you both. Ah, the applause of an adoring audience. Salve to an artist's ears. <gasps> William, William Shakespeare? Shakespeare. Yeah, we came here together. But he said he wanted to make a fashionably late entrance. One look at that Elizabethan rough, and I'd say it's just a late entrance. Seems we've got an appearance by the green-eyed monster. That phrase is one that I wrote, but feel free to use it. Yes, it is I, poet, playwright, the bard of Avon. (laughs) But please, call me Will. 
I'm willing, where there's a will, there's a way. The OGMC and yeah, I wrote a few plays. I came up with several phrases that you still use today. So let me lead you on a here's one wild goose chase. Let me break the ice, cause there's a method to my madness. Ask Hamlet, I can be funny or be tragic. Yeah, I love words like Juliet loves Romeo. Like Antonio said to Sebastian, I'll teach you how to flow. I am Big Fensameter, yeah, I set the parameters for stories that will be told 300 years later on cameras. But isn't it the worst to fit a riddle in your verse? And it's so hidden in the words, they get a little bit discouraged. So forget it if you heard this bard was only for the birds. I write, I write for everyone, from peasants to Elizabeth I. I am literary literature. You know how they came up with the Lion King and West Side Story? I won't make you guess my stories. So as you like it, I wrote sword fights and insane kings, but also true love blooming in midday springs. I was so busy writing, I have not slept one wink. So I'll end my intro here, lest we have too much of a good thing. Wow, that slaps. Yes, a true bop. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was totally off the cuff. Pardon, I know we're from different times. Did off the cuff mean practice all the way here in your era? Louis, I love your honest nature and your wonderful horn. Speaking of which, didn't you mention jamming out with Jimi Hendrix later? Surely it's become later. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, raspberries. When he's right, he's right. I've had a lot of fun with you folks today, especially these contestants, even even if they are viola players. Well, I better skedaddle. Bye, Bye Louis. Louis. Farewell, dear Satchmo. May the delicate hand of fate guide your every step. Yeah, sure, whatever. Cool, good, meeting you too, man. Uh, and, and thanks again, who was that? Who was that? We should also get going to a short break, that is. We'll check in with producer Jane with the scores right after this. Eric, play us some jazz Dracula music, please. It's the blood you don't drink that matters, you know? When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second-grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. 
Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. (laughs) Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today we're learning all about who was Louis Armstrong and who was William Shakespeare. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thanks, B. Let's scat on over to producer Jane with our scores so far. Uh, Elliot and B, uh, scooby-dee-bop-bop-bop-bop. Dewey, Hazel and Gia are tied at Tui. Ooh, nice one, Jane. I love that. Scatting and rhyming with the scatting. A very talented producer. Thanks, B. Thank you very much. It's as close as a game can get, all tied up. So let's go on to the next game, because here's the thing. The play is the thing. So let's find out who was William Shakespeare with four fast facts. Four fast facts. William Shakespeare was born in 1564 and died in 1616. To this day, he is considered the world's greatest playwright. Take that, Tom Stoppard. He coined hundreds of words and phrases that are still in use today. Some of Shakespeare's plays include Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, King Lear, and Othello. Four fast facts. Did anyone know that in the corridor there's a machine filled with chips made of potato and something encased in chocolate called nougat? What a remarkable time. Oh, uh, William Shakespeare, I'm glad you're still here. Uh, We're actually about to start a game called By Any Other Name, and it seems appropriate that maybe you could host it, seeing as how you wrote the famous line, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, in the play Romeo and Juliet, Uh, if you'd like to host the game, of course. Huzzah! The game's afoot! In this game, William Shakespeare will describe some aspect of his life, but use an odd rhyming word or phrase instead of the exact word that we're looking for. So you must decipher what he's saying and tell us the real word that rhymes with the nonsense word. So, okay, for example, if the answer is big deal, Will would say something funny that rhymes with it, like pig real, which is what I call the outtakes from Babe Pig in the City. It's a movie starring a pig. And because this is our second game, each question is worth two points. Hazel, you're up first. Will, break a leg. I may be considered the world's greatest play right now, but I shall always proudly be the son of a humble above faker. Uh, leather maker? Or glove maker? (laughs) 
That's right, the answer is Glove Maker. Remember, the answer needs to rhyme. Glove Maker. Will's father made gloves, belts, purses, and aprons, all leather products. Will's family was firmly middle class, which means while they weren't poor, they weren't rich or the nobility either. Okay, Gia, you have the next question. When I first moved to London, I was not what you would call well off, but I still love to stand and watch plays with the other bound sings. I don't know. That's all right. The answer is the groundlings. In Will's time, tickets to a theater performance were sixpence or six pennies for the best seats. That bought you a seat with a cushion. Must be nice. The cheapest tickets were a penny and allowed you to stand close to the stage with the other cheap ticket holders. They were known as groundlings because they were standing on the ground. Okay, Hazel, this next one is for you. I used iambic pentameter to write in what was a wonderfully lyrical style called Drank Thirst. In fact, some say I became a master of that style, and I'm not particularly prone to disagreement. I don't know. This is a tough one. The answer is blank verse. Blank verse doesn't rhyme, but it does have rhythm. Iambic pentameter is the fancy name of this rhythm or pattern. And if you clap to this rhythm, every other beat is loud. So here's an example. B, uh, could you do the example? Yes. There you go. Riveting. Yeah, that pattern repeats five times in each line of blank verse. Thank you, B. And Gia, here's the final question for you. During the horrible, difficult time of the bubonic plague, it was not possible to perform on stage. So, I became a poet and started writing bonnets. Sonnets? That's right, the answer is sonnets. Sonnets are 14-line poems with a very complicated rhyme pattern. Will wrote 154 sonnets over the years, and books of his sonnets are still in print today. And that, folks, is the end of By Any Other Name. Great work, both of you. That's a tough game, and you both mm-hmm. did really you nicely. Did great. And now, exit to Jane, pursued by the scores. It's a fancy, fancy way of asking for the scores. Exactly, and that's that's the, what I'll do is tell you. Uh, and so, Hazel and Gia, I must implore, you know that you both scored four. Ooh, very Good exciting. That's I am at Contaminator. Thank that you so much. Beautifully Good done, night. beautifully done. Yeah. Uh, I think we've got a modern day Shakespeare right here. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Shakespeare, you're great too. You're great too. Okay. Close game. Very close. Just like Jane's abilities are very close to Shakespeare's. Uh, and again, Shakespeare, thank you so much for joining us today. It was truly a delight. But now, dear friends, I must away to go eat chicken fingers. Poultry, not poultry, with my great comrades. And I am carried gracefully on the wings of the Who Was app. Who Was App? Cool. Good meeting you too, man. We'll be back with our final game after this break. Eric, would you happen to have some glove and purse making music you could play for us, please? Driving moose, Daisy. Salut, who was ours? C'est moi, Marie Curie. You may remember me from winning multiple Nobel Prizes or perhaps from my episode of the Who Was podcast where I played myself. I wanted to take a moment to read one of my favorite reviews about the Who Was podcast. <clears throat> this is from Shaken Bay and it reads, Loved this. Me and my little sister love this show. More please, our fave is Harriet Toman. 
If you want to hear your review read on the air, make sure to subscribe, like, and review to the UAS podcast in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Au revoir, or should I say, à bientôt! When the clock is started. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today we're learning about old school players Louis Armstrong and William Shakespeare. Before the break, Gia had four points and Hazel had four points. Well, it's a tie. Now back to our host, Elliot Kalin. Thanks, B. You know, I was just thinking about how film is the modern day equivalent to what plays were in Shakespeare's day in terms of popularity and, you know, importance for people. I thought it'd be fun to ask our contestants, what's their favorite movie? Gia, do you have a favorite movie? What is it if you do? Um, it's actually an old movie. It's Spaceballs. Oh, what a great movie. Good answer. That is a really funny movie. Hazel, what about you? What's your favorite movie? I also actually prefer old movies. My favorite movie right now is Bend It Like Beckham. Ooh, uh, how sad for me that that is considered an old movie now. (laughs) I also feel similarly as those are movies that came out when I was a kid. That's right. (laughs) It came out when I was an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are both great movies. I will say I also love old movies, but like really old movies. I think my favorite movie is probably The Wizard of Oz. I find it very magical, and I always kind of cry a little bit at the end. B, what's your favorite movie? Well, my favorite movie is B-movie, of course. Uh, Yeah, sure. B-movie is a fun movie. What? No, it hasn't been made yet. It's the screenplay for my biopic. I I hate to break it to you, B, but there's already a B-movie, like the kind of B that flies around. 
I fly around in my movie, I have this great idea that Jerry Seinfeld is going to do my voice, okay? No, no B, it, well, we'll talk about this after the game, after our final game, which is coming up right now, Converge of Greatness. In this multiple-choice game, B will read questions where our two historical figures overlap or converge. And because we're covering two times the history, this game is worth three points for each question. It's not a math podcast. Pick the best option as your answer. Gia, this first question is for you. Take it away, B. Both Armstrong and Shakespeare did not mince words when it came to talking about those in power. But while Shakespeare and other poets of his day often flattered the monarchs with their work, Armstrong was more outspoken. Who did Louis call an uneducated plowboy? Was it A, President Jimmy Carter, B, Governor of Arkansas, Orville Faubus, or C, the King, Elvis Presley? B, That's right, the answer is B. During the Little Rock Nine incident, when the governor of Arkansas was refusing to end segregation in the state schools, Louis Armstrong was so outraged at what he saw, he called the governor an uneducated plowboy. Louis was a very popular black musician at the time, and he risked a lot when he was speaking truth to power and giving his support to the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Hazel, you're up next. Both Louis Armstrong and William Shakespeare worked in team-based professions. Louis was in many bands in his career before leading his own. When William moved to London, he joined an acting troupe called A, Lord Chamberlain's Men, B, Mystery Men, or C, The Funtime Play Guys. A. That's right, the answer is A. Shakespeare not only joined the troupe, but thanks to the money from his poetry, he was able to become part owner of the company. In fact, he'd stay with this troupe for the rest of his career, which is how you know it's not an improv troupe. Boom, take that improv. Gia, back to you for this next question. Louis Armstrong and William Shakespeare were both writers. Most people know Louis Armstrong wrote music, but he also wrote books. His first book was called A, Swing That Music, B, Please Stop Talking About My Mouth, or C, The Hunger Games. A? That's right, the answer is A. Swing That Music was published in 1936. Not only was it Louis's first book, it was also the very first autobiography by a jazz musician. Over the years, he wrote two autobiographies, over 10 magazine articles, hundreds of pages of memoirs, and hundreds of letters. And that's aside from the dozens of songs he wrote that are considered jazz classics today. Oh, I suddenly feel like I should dust off my to-do list. Hazel, the next and final question of the game is yours. Both Louis and Shakespeare got creative with words. Jazz musicians had their own way of talking. Cat meant musician and gig meant job. And he was great at improvising words when he would scat in a song. Shakespeare is credited with introducing many words and phrases we still use today. Which of the following is not one Shakespeare supposedly created? A, cold-blooded, B, puppy dog, or C, on fleek? C. That's right, the answer is C. Shakespeare didn't invent on fleek. Kayla Newman, a.k.a. at Peaches Monroe, is credited with that phrase. But phrases like cold-blooded or wild goose chase make their first appearances in Shakespeare's scripts. He also supposedly came up with every comedian's favorite phrase, knock-knock. Who's there? The winner is... The winner is who? We're about to find out just after this. (laughs) 
That sound means we're at the end of the game, and, alas, at the end of the show, parting is such sweet sorrow. While we wait for Jane to tally the points, I'd love to hear from the contestants. Hazel, what's the favorite thing you learned about Shakespeare or Louis Armstrong? I didn't know that Louis Armstrong's book was actually the first autobiography published by a jazz musician. I thought other musicians would have done one by now. But they hadn't. It's What's funny to think about is how kind of new jazz was to most people at the time. Jazz, back then, it was kind of like what, um, well, I was about to name what the new music is now, but I don't know what the new music is now because I'm too old for it. What's the new music now? Gia Hazel, yeah, Hazel what's the new music now? Yeah, tell us what the new music is now. Kids are back into vintage. We've kind of like just pretending that we were all born in the year 2000. It's nice. I guess maybe uh, viola music is is the new yeah. is the new yeah. is the new thing on the on the block. Yeah. The future of music is that viola sound. That's and right. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you so much both of you for sharing that with us and now it's time for the big moment. Jane, please announce our winner. Elliot and B, I will not lie. Hazel and Gia had 10 points both and that's a tie. Amazing, we've got two Amazing. winners today. And we've got a rhyme. Rhyming all the time. J- Jane, <laughs> your rhyming is getting out of control. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, it's fantastic. Gia, Hazel, you both played great games. You're both winners, so you both get 10 seconds for shout-outs. Uh, Gia, if you'd like to go first, who would you like to thank for helping you to this shared victory today? Uh, my sisters, because they said for me to keep reading and reading and reading the books. That's fantastic. And Hazel, you've got 10 seconds. Who would you like to thank for your victory? I'd like to thank my friends Evie and Ollie, and I'd also like to thank my cat, Fig. Awesome. Fantastic. Great for a cat. Wow, we have some great pet names today. Mm-hmm. Especially a helpful cat. Our winners and their libraries of choice were receiving a selection of Who Was Books, and I'm going to give my own shout-outs to intern Zach, to Jane, to Eric, to Ryan Darbon, or Darbon, for being our Louis Armstrong, and Adam Protexter for being our William Shakespeare, and of course to B, and a big thank you to both of our contestants who played a fantastic game, and to you, wherever you are, for listening. Thank you so much for being with us. Until next time, this is Elliot. Stop talking about my mouth, Kaylin, saying, We're history. Goodbye, everybody. Got a question for any of our famous figures? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop, and is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. Hosted by Elliot Kalin, with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. Also starring Jane Baker as producer Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, Adam Protexter as William Shakespeare, and Ryan Darbin as Louis Armstrong. Executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. Our executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita. Our executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. Written by Devin Coleman, Elliot Kalin, and Megan O'Neill. Produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. Our talent producer is Jane Baker. Our theme song and music are composed and performed by Eric Shackney. Additional music by Adam Protexter and Alan Alvardo. Edited and mixed by Kate Moldenhauer. Recorded by Joanna Samuels. Special thanks to Zach Timpson, Charlotte DeAnda, and Michael Lewis Howard. Sound services provided by Great City Post. It's the Who Was Podcast, because it's time to play the Who Was Podcast.